Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Previously on the In Focus Show. I thought I could be everything, but I'm definitely not a sprinter. So I, I did a bit of long distance running, got into the shot put, the discus and the javelin because I was at every single one of my sister's training sessions. So it just kind of made sense that I would do the javelin too. Um, but yes, um, I guess the way I really got involved in it is because I love it. And would you say that that was definitely one of your biggest motivators in joining the volunteering, organising, fundraising? fundraising aspect as well to show or to be able to eventually um, hopefully contribute to the diversity within those sorts of yes. yeah areas yeah absolutely absolutely um i think that's part of it i mean when i ran the marathon um and anyone who plans on doing this and in new york um the entire city turns out for you mm-hmm. um like it's on a Sunday and it's it's usually after Halloween. So you've actually just got like basically streets and streets of kids with their families, either in costume or with signs, with instruments, um, like with their hands held out, um, you know, looking for high fives, applauding, music, everything, just so many people turning out for you. And um, like not only do you see them there on the sidelines who don't even know you, mm-hmm. you know, cheering you on. But you can see that it's not just the usual groups out there <laughs> cheering you on as well. Um, and, like, even the volunteers, you know, I guess you could say that um, multiculturalism, you know, in sport is great, but seeing um, it, you know, whether it be the fans fans here I am thinking that I'm an athlete (laughs) whether it be like just supporters the public spectators um it's just so nice to see that um like the start line the finish line along the course it's it's everyone and when I say everyone I think you mean that I think I mean that it's it's not just the usual um the usual group of of uh you know professionals and you know club managers and you know the running groups and whatever um yeah (laughs) Yeah. and knowing that you have that range of support out there especially when you're giving face to different representations that aren't necessarily seen in those areas of sport it's such a big thing oh yeah absolutely um and I think across um, other sports now, I think we're starting to see a little bit more of a turnout of, um, I guess, a little bit more diversity too, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And I think we need to because, I mean, we live in a world with, you know, a lot of different races, a lot of different um, people. Um, we should absolutely be be turning up. Exactly. And turning up and turning out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So I do know that you have um, insight into, for example, what happens after leaving sport. 
So I just want to ask you about the opportunities that are presented in that regard, because I know that sometimes they're very limited and very much based on how you're perceived as an athlete. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Uh, okay, yeah. So um, when I think about this, um, like, I mean, look, I am not an athlete myself, but, <laughs> you know, I do know um, a lot of people who've, you know, entered, worked and played to the, you know, the um, physical limits and then they've retired. And often they don't have a lot of, um, I guess, the career opportunities for them after the game. I think one of the things that I am trying to do as I sort of move into sport myself and, you know, build a career for myself to help that particular group, it's about just making sure that they have, um, like, opportunities really because, um, you know, I think about, like, rugby players, rugby union players who are being recruited from such young ages, um, you know, some of them still in their mid-teens and they'll have a career all the way up until their 30s and that's usually when um, you know ordinarily non-athletes would be finishing high school um, you know looking at university um, beginning to um, you know build a career out for themselves so that um, there are um, and then you've got these sports players who by the time they in their career when they're in their late 20s whether it be by injury or, you know, there's just another young and up-and-coming player that's, you know, forced them out because they're just faster and stronger and better, that, you know, in that time where they were so focused on their career, they weren't able to perhaps put in place, you know, a fallback career because not every ex, you know, rugby league player, uh, male or female, end up with a gig on Channel 9 or NRL or Fox Sports or whatever. I mean, there are very limited opportunities. They can either be a coach, they can either be, um, you know, an official or, um, or you know, working within a few organisations. But there are so many people who are involved in sport and there are so many people who are sort of chewed up and spit out at the end of it too, at the end of their careers. And, you know, often whether it be injury-related, they're quite limited with um, with work options that they can undertake. So I think I'm particularly passionate and um, one of the things I've been looking into is to uh, ways in which we can um, improve that for athletes so that they do have some options available um, to them after the game. And, um, you know, things like financial management that they could be considering um, to, you know, ensure that they do have money for their families, you know, for the rest of their lives, uh, for their children, because it's a really big change in lifestyle when you're making, you know, quite a lot of money at the peak of your career to when you're when you retire. And so like, you know, things like investments um, to consider your children's future, so many things to think about. And um, it's, it, I mean, it's not just the pathway into sport and their career that they need to think about. I think it's the pathway out as well that um, athletes are not necessarily thinking of. I mean, um, like they talk about an exit strategy as such, but sometimes it's foisted upon you, you know, suddenly and, you know, somewhere in between you should be sort of thinking about that. So I think one of the things, um, I mean, look, you can volunteer like I am, you can be an official, you know, you can be a coach or you could, um, or you could, you know, just be a, a normal, normal person. <laughs> But, um, but, yeah, in terms of um, what skills you learn at the peak of the game with all those people around you, 
um i think uh yeah there's there's there are more opportunities out there other than ending up as a sideline commentator for uh <laughs> for one of the sports channels but uh, again a lot of the people who do end up with those like prime roles and those big opportunities are usually big players like they were top of their game i mean like you'll see jonathan thurston on the sideline billy slater darren lockyer i mean they are like legends absolute legends um and a lot of the coaches these days um and you know assistant coaches are all ex-players and and the ones who um you see you know front and center um you know whether it be some 360 show or some commentary show it's you know pretty much ex-players who were top of the game or had the best managers i'm not sure yeah exactly like the opportunities are quite limited in regards to what is available for players who don't make a big name of themselves it's really um limiting unfortunately Mm. but um on the back of that what would you say is your biggest piece of advice to young players for example um young players young athletes well i probably have to say and this kind of sound, sound quite repetitive is definitely look after your body because um you're going to need that <laughs> not only for your career um moving forward but also look after it so you've you've got it for a long time without any aches creaks and pains after your career um i'd say a lot of people would want to have a family at some point in their life and you know if you've got young children you want to run after them and go to coaching and race them and all those things you want to have your body in good shape um i'd definitely also say you know have a think about what your career options are you know what will you fall back on after um you know your professional life um or if you've already given a go at sport and you've realized it's not for you you know make sure you've got that backup plan um i think another thing to think about is just the gratitude and the appreciation that perhaps you think you're shy but you're not necessarily always expressing and saying to your family <laughs> to your friends who um you know have gotten you to training who made sure that you had your your gear had you fed you know picking you up and dropping you off i mean even little things like you probably didn't even realize that you had a whole shelf in the refrigerator because you know <laughs> all the other children you know they're not as important as you because your parents um put a lot of uh, you know faith and focus on you to be successful and those are some of the things they do and just i think um think about the sacrifices of time that other members of your family have put in whether it be to be on the sidelines to support you um you know watch your game um or even just you know dismissing any social plans that they may have had in order to accommodate whenever your events are happening or even just the logistics of it i i mean look i think everyone says that they're always grateful for their family and their support but i mean like really take a good look at not only what your family are doing but um how they're promoting you on social you know things like that the volunteers that turn up to make sure that um your events go well you know that everything's set up um like so much i mean even the person who's in the car park you know the car park attendant who's making sure the cars are parked there's so many different people who help make a lot of um 
the various you know aspects around you go smoothly but you perhaps just haven't noticed and um, they're in your solar system and you are the sun so just pay attention to the orbit is all i'm saying yeah. um yeah that, that would probably be my advice no that's great advice it's definitely a lot of things that athletes don't consider that they really should it's a lot of things that I don't think many people consider to be honest especially when they're looking to either enter a sport or even exit a sport and it can definitely be overlooked especially the gratefulness aspect like I feel like even growing up as an athlete you don't really think about that until you reflect on the sport and your time in it and be like oh wow like there was so much that happened and I didn't really appreciate it when I should have that sort of thing so it's always an interesting interesting thing to look and reflect back on um so speaking of reflecting what do you feel is your favorite memory it can be a sport memory it can be the general life memory but what do you believe is your favorite memory because i feel Mm. like this will give a nice insight to our listeners into basically what makes you you oh gosh um I remember when I was, so there's probably about two years difference between myself and my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And um, my there's three years difference between my sister and I. So I am the third youngest, wait, what am I? Like the third oldest but second to youngest. <laughs> so there's four of us. Sorry, it sounds terrible. Uh, but um, so um, my sister for some reason always seemed to procure like a lot of sports equipment Mm -hmm. so so growing up we had like a hockey stick a cricket bat um like several basketballs rugby balls like we just it was like a PE shed um (laughs) like like one part of our garage and like you know I remember when I was young because my little brother is a couple of years younger obviously we're at different stages you know, in, in our um, development. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I sort of reached the age of about uh, 12 and he was 10 and I was a little bit too cool to to still hang out with him because, you know, I was like I had other things to focus on like school. <laughs> and, um, and because I think um, at his age he didn't get as much homework as me and I would remember... Um, I'd be doing my homework and he'd he'd come and find me and he's like, Can you please, 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 please come play with me? Just just cricket. Can we just do some cricket for a while? Uh, and I'd be like, Well, how many bowls? You know, <laughs> and it's like, you get 10 bowls, I'll play, and then I'm coming back inside. And then it's like, okay, 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 10 bowls. So I, I think probably um, one of my favorite memories is just the number of times my little brother had to always convince me to participate in um, <laughs> in sport and just having just I think so many um, so much equipment around the house um, growing up. I mean, like you don't realize how lucky you are when your dad puts up a basketball hoop and you've got you know three netballs, <laughs> two basketballs, um, and a driveway where you can like sort of run up and down and do sprints and suicide runs. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think my favorite memory is that, you know, my parents and my family always tried to keep it, you know, keep it entertaining for us. And we always had something that we could do. And um, yeah, and I, I think my little brother and I were quite close. And um, yeah, I think my favorite memory is always just the negotiations that we would have oh, yeah. to play, <laughs> to play sports um, or to just, you know, hang out. 
but yeah as I've gotten older his children a boy and a girl they have the same age difference as my little brother and I have um and and even now when I hear the two of them like trying to negotiate when to play together (laughs) it's like this sounds very familiar very familiar indeed exactly Um, oh totally but whenever my niece says oh no I don't want to play right now my nephew will come over to me and I'm like yeah I'll play with you I'll play with you (laughs) oh that's so sweet that's such like a beautiful memory to have and just understanding that as an adult I feel is so different because then when you think about it and you reflect on it you feel so grateful and you feel so happy yeah memories that stick around for ages exactly Alrighty, so final question before we jump into the quick 10 that we have at the end, the little fun Gosh, segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what does the next five years look like for you, either career-wise, sport-wise? Where do you think you'll be? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, since I've gotten involved with Mojo, um, it's just been great to actually be a part of the show for In Focus and um you know, just get a little bit more understanding about, um, I guess, the mechanics of, you know, being affiliated and around sports and like the many things to think about. And um, I guess like getting involved with Mojo helped me to, um, you know, get a clearer understanding of what I want my next five years to be, which is going to be a focus on women in sport. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely we've seen some great things happen, especially with rugby league. But, I mean, like Rugby Union has been, um, like, turning along for quite a while now in the women's um, sevens competition. Um, and I think we also saw, like, I think it was the women's, the Australian women's soccer team was, I think, achieving, you know, greater results than the men were. And, um, you know, only recently were able to get um, some improvement in, um, you know, payment equality and, you know, just even recognition to close that gap um, a little bit more in um, salary. But I would say the next five years, I am focused on being part of an organization or part of a team that helps to improve that, obviously, for women. Um, I also, um, in all codes, and I also want to be helping to improve the visibility, participation and involvement of Pacific Islanders in sport. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm banging on about a drum, like banging on a drum about this, but um, it's pretty clear that, you know, there are certainly some sports that have a higher, um, you know, a higher rate of Pacific Islanders playing, um, which is great. But, I mean, I think it's still difficult when you go back to the home islands like Samoa, like Tonga, Fiji. They don't have necessarily the facilities, um, even the infrastructure to, to sort of help develop a lot of those younger players um, and, like, you know, give them obviously the equipment and you know, the, the people to support, to you know, to really um, utilise that potential. So I guess this is quite ambitious, but I want to be um, also a part of helping to improve, um, you know, those opportunities for them and having all of that surrounding, um, you know, support to um, help them really thrive and do well. Because I think for too long, like a lot of countries around the world, have imported a lot of players from those islands, um, you know, and, you know, athletically fantastic. Um, and, you know, they've given them opportunities, but there's so many more others 
who are back in the islands who you know have this talent and have this potential um but you know i think with the right um you know investment um whether it be time um you know and funds i think um they'll be able to really stand down on their own i think fiji for example the fijiana drawer and the um the fiji drawer men's team i mean <laughs> i mean we've known for a long time those of us especially who grew up in new zealand or you know even in fiji or just you know rpg and um would we'll just know that you know for a long time um that particular nation has had athletically you know wonderful wonderful athletes speed strength agility i mean they were made to play rugby they were made to play rugby they were made to you know play many other sports but they just don't necessarily have that particular um you know visibility and and funds in order to be fantastic but i think if you were to take the money that you're spending on this is going to be a controversial opinion if you took the money that you're spending on a team like the canterbury bulldogs um <laughs> <laughs> or the um you know all the gold coast titans you know or or even the south sydney raptors even if the budget that you have for one year um at one of those clubs and you were to take it to a nation like fiji you'd be able to have a grand final winning team in a couple of years honestly, honestly <laughs> like yeah. that that that's the i mean they have the they have the passion they have the drive and the determination on top of their you know physically genetically you know gifted um you know bodies you're going to have like a great team exactly it's just yeah providing opportunities that sounds like an amazing aspiration over the over the next five years i really hope that works out i'm sure you'll make a great difference thanks Uh, look it is real pie in the sky sort of stuff (laughs) but you know i at least want to be part of the effort to get that underway to have (laughs) that happening so it becomes you know it just becomes a thing that you know you're no longer looking at like oh yeah these fijian teams these pacific island teams you can just remove those labels whenever people start referring to them and just say these players you know these teams you know they're just like everyone else exactly you know, don't need to, don't need to discern them by their uh, their country and color mm-hmm. exactly and once you get the ball rolling on that it's pretty much not smooth sailing but a pathway is created in that sense exactly all righty so for every one of our mojo guests we have a little segment at the end where we ask 10 questions um to give us a little bit more info of our guests so they're just a little like fun question so for example what's your favorite smell what's your favorite drink so i'm going to get into that with laney right now so first question best drink or what is the best drink you've ever had um there's a drink in New Zealand it comes in a sachet <laughs> it's called raro <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of it you can get it in several flavors like tropical orange but yeah raro is the best Ooh, okay. not only can you not only can you drink it you can eat it it's one of those it's one of what? those ones. yeah don't don't eat it I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that there'll be a medical professional who would tell you not to. <laughs> you can't help it if you feel like experimenting. Oh, I, as kids, we used to, yeah, we used to pretty much just eat them out of each other's hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially mix it with water. Mix okay. it with water. <laughs> mix it with water and then drink it. Don't eat it out exactly. of the bucket. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Okay, so what's one thing that you own that you really should throw out? Mm, I've got these... <laughs> I've got these um, running shoes that um, that that I trained with in the lead up to the marathon. Oh yeah, and I keep finding a reason to keep them around, but like they they really need to be thrown out. Like the the soles are sort of beginning to crumble away. But yeah, I should definitely throw those out. I might make that my uh, my sort of before the end of the year thing. But yes, I've got these. Um, these old Essex that um, did me well. Oh, yeah. Um, need to throw them out. <laughs> well, at least you have the attachment to them, though. You might not need to throw them out. I might just take a photo of them and frame <laughs> them, and then that's yeah. just like the closest I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine how um, run through they'd be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're very yeah. worn down. Oh, it happens, though. Um, so have you ever asked anyone for an autograph? And if you have, who? I have actually. Um, I'm probably showing my age here, but um, John Kerwin, he was a rugby player um, back in Auckland. For He played for Auckland. He, he was also selected for the All Blacks. Oh, so it was yeah. around the 80s. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> so he toured my primary school um, when he was sort of at the peak of his fame. And um, he also played for um, New Zealand Warriors. I think it was about 95. So I was Warriors fan, Auckland girl, Auckland fan, All Blacks yeah. fan as well. So he's kind of been in and around um, the three teams that I followed. Um, I think he signed like like 80, 90 autographs that day. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah, he was really popular and um, he was swarmed with all the, with the all the other kids and I think I just had like, I don't know if you know, the, like the little 1B4 exercise books that you oh, do. Oh, yeah, your, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I remember like sort of pushing ahead through the crowd um, and he, he signed the inside cover <laughs> of my exercise book. But it being like obviously cursive writing, it just looked like a scribble. And I had to keep probing to people, this is John Cohen. John Cohen signed my book. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a long time ago, but he was my first autograph. Oh, that's so sweet. All righty. Yeah. So what's one thing you can't live without? Oh, oh this is going to sound terrible. I'm sure everyone chooses, like, family <laughs> and um, all those sorts of um, answers. But, um, oh, yeah, I can't live without my phone, unfortunately. Yeah. I've become one of those people. It's attached to me all the time. Um, it has everything, my calendar my apps that's how I reach my family yeah that's how I message my husband so it's it's an instrument of convenience so yes yeah. I cannot live without my phone yeah I understand Badly. that it's kind of like a third limb at this point like from mm. your arms at least or a fifth limb if you really count it that way oh my gosh I understand that completely and exactly you're right you reach out to your family that's how you stay in contact so technically you're choosing very important things that's right that's right. If they're listening to this. Exactly. They're like, oh, no, what's happening? Yeah, they'll understand my justification. 100%. No, definitely. Especially in this age, I feel like it's necessary. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um. So what is your favourite action movie? Oh, 
Um, I grew up on a very, very, very healthy dose of action movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I probably have to say my favourite action movie is Commando. I don't know if you okay. know this film. With uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Um, yeah, he goes to save his daughter who's been kidnapped and, yeah. Anyway, such an awesome movie. It's got really so much violence, so much violence, big muscles, corny lines. Yeah, hilarious, hilarious. Um, in fact, my little brother and I, it's one of our favourites, we, we could quote nearly every one of those corny lines um, by Arnold Schwarzenegger in that film. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so many. <laughs> and we even find ourselves, um, I don't know if you do this with anyone in your life, but, like, you find yourselves um, even just quoting them, like, just in normal conversation. Yeah. And then someone who happens to hear it goes, what are you talking about? It's like, inside joke, sorry. You wouldn't know. <laughs> it's just the casual referencing. It's always a fun yeah. thing. But there's always that one person who's also a fan who will follow up with the the line that comes after it and you have that sort of recognition with them and it's like, oh, yeah, you're cool. High five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. She's like, yeah, you got my respect now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking that. about. Yeah. All right. Favourite smell? This is an interesting question. I like the new car smell. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My mother had a fleet of taxis, like she had um, several cars um, and she was a taxi driver herself. And um, and like whenever we, my brother and I would actually used to wash um, the cars on the weekend and we were able to get that, we, we were always chasing getting that new car smell, you know, with the yeah. leathers, just, yeah, fresh. Um, yeah, the, we only discovered a few products that could do that. But, yes, the new car smell is the best smell. I love that. That's actually really interesting. I feel like I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like people enjoy it, but I've never like, oh, I feel like I don't go asking people what their favourite smell is though, but. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But yes, you'll probably think of me now whenever you smell it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, Lainey likes this smell. Alrighty. <laughs> what is the most used app on your phone? Your fifth Oh, list. definitely. Oh, definitely Twitter um yeah. I'm not I'm not really a photos person I'm not a um yeah I mean I I pretty much wake up in the morning I look at my phone check the time and then yeah I'll open up Twitter because I'm kind of like the sometimes admin for Mojo on Twitter yeah. so I'm always checking to see um you know what's happened what's coming up um but after I've checked the Mojo one I'm immediately checking all my ones to see oh, yeah. what's happening in the world but, but you don't realise how much you need it for just checking the traffic report, what latest news has happened. Um, and, like, it's quite instantaneous on the feed. Um, whenever something's happened, like scam artists, for instance, mm-hmm. or um, <laughs> I think the most common one is whenever the Commonwealth Bank goes down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. There's, like, a thousand people tweeting about, like, the app down or the ATMs or the FPOS not working yeah. or Coles lines. Are, you know what I mean? There's just so many things, but it's, like, right there. If you want an up-to-date, yeah, Twitter has it. Don't go to the news. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter will tell you what's going on. Exactly. Twitter's just so reliable like that, so in the know. Wow. It has its moments, but yes, you're right. I mean, I found out about the Will Smith slap 
like oh, yeah. seconds after it happened. Yeah, yeah, they're really on it. Yeah. Okay. So, if you had one song that you had to listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my gosh! Um, I hadn't actually thought of this. Yeah, it's a hard question putting you on the spot here. For the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Just one song. Uh, sitting on the dock of the bay by Otis Redding. Okay. All yeah. Right. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't heard it, but I will go listen to it after this. You absolutely have to. Um, mm-hmm. it's a song that's perfect for the morning, as you, as you're just starting your day, um, or even at the end of the day when you're just getting ready to, you know, wind up. Yeah. Um, and even like if you're having a meal, it's just it's slow, it's not too upbeat, but it's so soulful and the way he sings it, it's fantastic. Yes, definitely. Sitting on okay. the dock of the bay by Otis Redding. I love that. Um, does it have a special significance for you or is it just the fact that it's a beautiful song? It's a beautiful song. Um yeah, and I listen to a lot of music, a lot, various, yeah. various kinds. But it's not often that you have one that you would play in different styles or out loud in a public forum where you won't see like a reaction of people just sort of slowing down yeah. in their life like having that moment to just go oh, what a good song <laughs> it's one yeah. of those songs i love yeah. that no i'm really excited to go listen to it now <laughs> all right i hope you like it i'm sure that i will i'm sure that i will i, have, I like l- listening to different like sorts of music that i haven't discovered yet yeah. Alrighty. So best piece of advice that you've received or that you've ever received? Hurry slowly would probably be um, one that sort of instantly comes to mind, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the best. Um, but, yeah, hurry slowly is a roundabout way of saying do it quickly but do it right. Yeah. Um, but I guess I uh, the best advice that I ever received is, <laughs> and it came from my husband, um, beware the toes you step on today because they may be connected to the ass you have to kiss tomorrow. <laughs> oh. Mm. So the, the thing is, in other words, it's basically saying be nice to everyone because you don't know who you're talking to and you don't know when that person is perhaps going to remember how you behave to them. Um, and how that will probably end up affecting you later. So, um, yeah, that was probably the best receive, advice I ever received. And it was, it was, a, yeah. And I, I've always thought about it too because you don't know who people are. And I think, like, you know, social media, even when you're out in public, you know, that little snarky comment that you make under your breath, mm-hmm. you know, about that person, and then you find out later they heard you. But no one, no one forgets um, negative feedback. Mm-hmm. No one forgets um, like rude things that people have said that have really hit home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty easy to um, remember who it came from if you yeah. were the person who said that. So yeah, I think that was that was the best advice I've received: is just be nice to everyone. Yeah, no, that's a really good piece of advice. Um, I haven't really thought of it in that regard, but yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. 
Alrighty, and final question of the day. Describe your life in five words. Or the rest of your life in five words. The rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Just doing it my way. It my I like way. That. Just doing it my way. That would be it. That was really quick. Right, yeah. There's a right way, there's a wrong way, but your way's your way. Yeah. And you and you do it your way and I guess it was it was better than just live your best life or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, whether it's the best life or the wrong life, as long as you're doing it your way, that's all that matters. Exactly. No, I really like that. You came up with that so fast. I would have listed like proper words. I wouldn't even for a phrase. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought like like a like just a sentence, you know? A five yeah. word sentence is the way to just describe keep it simple, you know. Yeah. No, I really like that. That's a really nice phrase. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So obviously we've loved to have learned everything about you today. Um, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm really excited to see um, how you interview and also just getting to know you as a panellist. That'll be really, really fun. And I'm sure our listeners are really keen for that as well. Um, <laughs> but thank you to everyone. Um, any last words, Lainey? Um, oh, I guess just listen out for you and I on the In Focus show. Um, also listen out for um, my com- upcoming interview where I interview you um, <laughs> as well as part of the show so our listeners get to hear a little bit more about you. Um, but I think um, really for us it's just, you know, we're here to help, you know, increase the number of voices that you hear talking about sport and um you know getting people to love it more we may not necessarily be the ones who are holding the ball with the boots on and you know throwing the javelin or anything like that but you know <laughs> we're here to help um obviously keep people in the game promote it and also like encourage you know different different faces different people to get into the um into the various sports and opportunities available we're here for the right reasons basically and it's okay. about having fun that's the thing fun is such an important part of it Alrighty. so i think this leads us to the end of today um so thank you all for listening and tuning in um don't forget to subscribe download and hit us up on instagram or twitter with your questions or even suggestions of guests that you recommend we bring onto the show or people you'd just like to hear from but until then take care Keep safe and thank you for tuning in to Sports Best Kept Secret. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.